Welcome to my Secret Place Devotion with Oyeks Alfred. The Word of God is alive and equipped to change your life. Good morning. We declare today, my Father, O oh God, that you are our refuge, you are our strength. Father, as you extend the hand of help for your people when they fall into troubles today and beyond, in Jesus' name, amen. One of the most beautiful relationships anybody can have with God is to be a friend of God. It is an enviable place to be when you are a friend of God. Sadly, God has very few friends. In the Old Testament, there are two men that were directly called friends of God. One of them was Abraham. The Bible says in James 2.23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. Again, in Isaiah 41 verse 8, God directly speaking concerning Abraham, he said, But as for you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, my chosen one, descended from Abraham, my friend. Wow. The man that God calls friend is someone that should be envied. Again, talking about Moses in Exodus 33 verse 11, the Bible declares that the Lord will speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses will return to the camp but his young age, Joshua, the son of Nun, will not leave the tent. Again in Numbers 12, referring again to Moses, the Bible says, and the Lord said to them, now listen to what I say to you. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, will reveal myself to them in visions. I will speak to them in dreams, but not with my servant Moses. Of all my house, he is the one I trust. Hey God, see how they are describing men that live like you and I. Verse 8 says, I speak to him face to face, clearly, not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? So you see the other prophets as God was describing, they're all servants of God. Now that's fine. But Moses has taken his relationship with God a notch higher. He wasn't just a servant of God. He became a friend of God. And so God revealed himself to Moses in a way he did not reveal it to all the other servants of God. That is why in your pursuit of God, you have to always push for more. You have to always long for deeper dimensions of God because the more you push into closer relationship with the Lord, the more God will deal with you differently from how he deals with other people. So the question here is how can a person become a friend of God? Since God has very few friends, I'm sure you want to be one of God's friends, but let's look at how to become a friend of God. Number one, the Bible tells us in John chapter 15 verse 14, say you are my friends if you do what I command. So if you are a sticker for the word of God, for obedience to the word of God, then you started a journey of friendship. You cannot be disobeying God every day at will, living carelessly and call yourself a friend of God. No, you might be a child of God, but you are definitely not a friend of God. And if you persist in disobedience, the end of disobedience is an eternity without Jesus. And that is definitely not a good place. But the first key to becoming friends with Jesus, close pallies with Jesus, is when you begin to obey him consciously, intentionally, 
and deliberately. The second way to become a friend of God is to spend time with God. You can never be friends with someone you do not spend time with. It's just not possible. You spend time with God, you know, in the place of prayer, not just prayer of demand. Because, you know, a lot of people go to God, if they're going to spend one hour in prayer, they spend 55 minutes of those time demanding different things from God, asking God, give me this, give me this, give me this. Do you ever sit down to think, does God have a need? God has a need. God wants people saved. God wants his name glorified and love that. But there are people that just go to God. They are sucking from the kingdom, drinking from the kingdom, never putting anything back. You can't be a friend of God that way. But if you want to be a friend of God, spend time with God in intimacy. You know, share with the Lord. Let him know you love him. Let him know you care about him and all of that. The Bible says in John 15, 15, say, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. Where is God making known to you those things? Or where is Jesus making known to you those things? Is it on the main road? No, it is when you spend time in intimacy as you stay in the place of prayer, loving on the Lord, opening your heart to him, then he begins to share deep secrets with you. That is how friendship is formed. In close interaction with the person, you share your heart to the person, the person shares his heart with you and then friendship is formed. Not all God's children are his friends. The same way not all husbands and wives are friends. You can have a husband and wife and all they have is just that husband and wife relationship. But then there's husband and wife that are friends. They are very close friends. If you ask a husband, who is your best friend? You say my wife. If you ask the wife, who is your best friend? You say my husband. Not every couple can boast of that. The same way too, not every child of God, not every servant of God can boast of being a friend of God. But if you will start to spend time with God, if you start to obey God, then you start being a friend of God. Another way to become a friend of God, the Bible tells us in James 4, 4, he says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. So it's pretty clear in that scripture that if you become a friend of the world, what does it mean to be a friend of the world? You begin to like what the world likes. People who enjoy so much of secular music, you begin to do what the world does. You know, they go to parties, they do all sorts of things. They're angry in their heart bitterness and all of that. You know, just living exactly like the world. You know, there is no difference between you and somebody who doesn't know the Lord. You're still a carnal Christian. A carnal Christian is a Christian who though he's born again and all of that, he still lives exactly like the world. He still has jealousy, bitterness, anger, all of those funny things going on in his life. And he's not planning to stop. He's not making any effort. He's not asking God, Lord, this thing has to go out of my life. If you read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when Paul was addressing the church, he said, you know what? I came to you, but I found out that you plus see babies in Christ. You are still like canal Christians. You know, you are still friends with the world. Being friends with the world, being is means that you're living like the world. You talk like the world. You sound like the world. You enjoy what they enjoy. You dress like the world. You do everything like the world. In fact, if you don't tell someone that you're a Christian, they won't even know that you're a Christian. One of the best compliments I get is when someone who doesn't really know my stand in Christ sees me and they, you know, they're like, wow, are you a Christian or something? I remember getting a call from my bank relationship officer one day and she said, oh, you didn't tell me you were a pastor. You know, I've just mentioned your name somewhere and someone says, oh, you're a pastor. She said, ah, no wonder the way you talk with me on the phone because they made some mistakes in my bank, whatever. And, you know, in all of that, of course, I was very calm and I wouldn't shout and all of that. So she said, no wonder the way you respond you're very calm you're very quiet that she was wondering what kind of person is this and when someone told her I was a pastor she was like oh no wonder you know when I hear things like that when the world can recognize you act differently from every other person 
that is a big deal. It means people can look at you without you saying anything. They just know there is something about you. You are not like the regular person. Where should I have gotten angry, shouted, screamed, and complained? You just keep calm. You behave like Jesus. At that point, you are not acting or thinking like the world. You are not worldly in your dressing. You are not worldly in the things you do. At that point, you have now stepped into what is called friendship with the Lord. It is a beautiful place to be. You see how God defended Moses, how God walked on Moses and all of that. But also, the closer you come to God, the more careful you need to be because the tendency to take God for granted is very high. We saw it in life of Moses. God told him to speak to the rock and he struck the rock. You know how you're so close to God, you, you just begin to take him for granted and all of that. And then God said, you know what, Moses, you know, this our friendship is good. I love you and all of that. But you see this promise that you're not entering because you refuse to glorify me and honor me in the sight of all Israel. You disobeyed me at the critical point in time. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I pray that today you become very close to the Lord. God will begin to reveal himself to you in a way he will not reveal himself to other people. That you will stand out and be different in your walk with the Lord. You will graduate from being a child of God. You will graduate from being a servant of God. You will step into friendship with Jesus. God bless you. other life-changing messages you can now download the app rev or Yeek speaks from play store for android phone users or apple store for ios users you can also follow us on instagram youtube and telegram all on the handle or alfred Bye.